Being a stylist has never been more rewarding, but it's also never been so complex. As hairstylists, we often forget that we are working in a multi-billion dollar industry. The beauty industry is growing faster than ever, and there's so much left on the table because stylists aren't taking the time to understand business. I'm Melissa, your host. I'm a million-dollar salon owner, a six-figure stylist, and founder and CEO of Sierra and Sage Extensions. And while all of that may sound impressive, I'm just a hairstylist, just like you. And I'm here to help you understand how to achieve the same by bringing business to beauty. Welcome to season two, episode two of Bringing Business to Beauty podcast. I am Melissa, your host, and I actually have my first ever guest speaker with me. Um, Her name is Jen. Do you want to say hi? Hi. And Jen is my business partner of my salon and soon-to-be spa that we are opening. Um, And I'm really excited to do my first ever episode with a guest speaker. So let's get into it. We are going to be discussing all things investment in your business. Um, So we're basically going to go over all of the areas that we feel are most important for you to invest your time and your money in your business. Okay, so first I want to introduce you, Jen, to our listeners. I feel like they already know my backstory, um, but I think it would be really cool for them to hear a little bit about you and your background in the industry. Well, I started out very young, kind of straight out of high school. Um, went to cosmetology school and decided to do nails Um, and I really loved it and I stayed with it for many years. Um, I really got to the point where I liked sharing with newer nail techs that would work alongside me in the salon and I started really enjoying that. Um, Well, needless to say, I've been in the business for, well, I was a nail tech for about 28 years off and on. I had some breaks in there, but it was just always something that I loved, and I could never really see myself working in a different environment than the salon. Awesome. So what made you decide to go from being a service provider? Um, I guess we should back up a little bit. So how, how long has it been since you quit seeing clients? Now it's been, I guess, shoot, almost four years. Four years. And so was quitting doing clients really difficult for you? Was very, that like a hard decision? Yes, very difficult because I loved that uh, relationship that I had with my clients and um, seeing them all the time and and I enjoyed my work so much, but I did get to the point where I was feeling like these appointments were getting in the way of all my other duties as a, as a business owner. And I really was struggling with that and feeling bad about that. And it would never fail that I'd have clients on my books. I'm looking forward to seeing so-and-so. And then Ugh, something else came up that I really need to be attending with and I'd be late for my clients and things like that. And so I just finally got to the point where like, this is not fair to my clients anymore and I need to step back and focus on the business side of things. Okay. So it sounds like you finally got to a point where you almost felt like your clients were getting in the way of your duties as a salon owner. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So um, I guess what I'm trying to get to, and I think this is something that we both agree on, um, is that as a business owner, if you really want to grow the business itself, you get to a point where it's no longer about growing you. 
Totally. Yes, exactly. And to be honest, after I did make myself more available to the, the team and all the things that needed to be done for the business is when we really saw a shift in the growth of our business. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, so just to give you guys a little bit of background, I am still behind the chair, um, seeing clients. I'm obviously a lot earlier in my career than Jen is, which is how we came to that decision of she's going to give up the clients first. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm getting close to that same feeling. Um, I'm behind the chair very minimally now, only about six days a week. I mean, sorry, six days a month. And it still feels kind of daunting at times and overwhelming. And it really does get in the way of my duties as a business owner. Um, and opening now our third business, uh, I'm probably getting to a point where clients are going to have to be cut entirely, which is heartbreaking for sure. And it's a hard decision to make. But if I'm going to call myself a business owner um, and we want to continue focusing on the growth of the business, then the business has to come first. Yeah. Yep. Difficult. It's difficult, but in the long run, it's worth it. Right. So I think we're both in agreement that we would say probably the top investment that you need to make in your business if you truly want a thriving successful business is your time your time get out from behind the chair and get working on your business yes absolutely it's a hard thing to grasp but it it pays off for sure and actually it is rewarding as well to to help others grow yeah. too and not just focus on your clientele and your growth but help others and you can help many others grow and that's nice. Yeah. I think that's been one of my biggest fears is that I really do love doing hair and it brings me so much joy that the thought of giving that up feels like you're losing a piece of yourself a little bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like, like you just said, there's so much joy and accomplishment in helping others achieve their goals and their dreams. Mm -hmm. So you're able to kind of fulfill yourself in a different way. Yeah. Be a mentor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of shifting your mindset of growing others. And I think one of the biggest things, and this kind of is going to move us into our next investment topic, which is investing in your people. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So what we mean by investing in your team. Um, in our salon, we spend a lot of time investing in our team, and I'm going to explain what that looks like. Um, but it was kind of a difficult mindset shift to go from focusing on yourself and your own growth and starting to focus on other people's growth. I think a huge part of what has been just really part of our success as a whole is that we got to a place and a mindset where we feel like truly feel in our core that our team has to be successful first in order for us to ever be successful at all. So Jen, how about you share a couple of ways that we do that with our team? Uh, we we coach and mentor them. We set out time pretty much monthly or bi-monthly that we meet with individuals on our team to help them on their personal growth. Uh, we really focus on setting goals and uh, kind of coaching them on how to build a clientele, how to recommend retail, just a lot of training that you, you don't really receive <laughs> out there in school. Um, all the things that you don't learn in school is what we focus on um, teaching our team. Yeah, so one of our biggest things that we like to say is that we are a teaching salon. Um, so in our salon, we obviously have about 30 employees now. 
Um, and we do have people of all different experience ranges. Um, but what we do consistently do is we hire straight out of school and we put them through a, a training program. Um, and we're basically kind of dedicated to teaching the next generation of stylists how to do it better um, and easier, honestly, mm-hmm. than, than we had to. Yes, work-life balance, getting that support. Definitely. Work-life balance is huge. Um, and it's always funny. I, I talk a lot about work-life balance, and I feel like I'm good at, like, helping other people figure out how to have that, but I, I haven't figured it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Business owners don't get to have work-life balance, I guess. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's part of the deal. But in all seriousness, there are a lot of ways that we invest in our team other than just coaching and mentoring. Um, another big one, I think, um, is compensating your team well. So if you're going to run an employee-based salon, you can't be selfish. You have to be selfless um, more often than not. I feel like you come last more often than not. Um, You'll be at a point where your team makes more money than you, and it can be frustrating. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's for the greater good of the business as a whole. Mm -hmm. And that kind of continued growth um, so I think paying paying your team well and fairly is huge. Um, I know one question that we get asked a lot is how do we retain our employees for so long, um, especially in a commission salon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's our consistent investment into them and, and they know it and they appreciate it. Yeah. And a good work environment as well. Yeah. We do lots of fun stuff and in environment events and things like that. Yeah, creating creating culture and like a fun mm-hmm. I don't know, like where you wake up and you want to go to work every day and like your your coworkers are family. Like I feel like that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um and then we also in our salon offer benefits, which I think is huge and, and kind of unheard of in our industry. And I know that, you know, those of you who are listening, that may not be a goal of yours. Um, but if it is, it is possible. Um one of my biggest things is I feel like our industry lacks so much respect um from the outside world aka college graduates and educated people um and really all it boils down to is they get more benefits than we do and for whatever reason they feel like that makes them better Mm -hmm. you know like would you agree with that yeah that was a big goal for us um to be able to provide benefits because it kind of doesn't exist in our industry I, i never did have it and i'm very grateful to have it now yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just kind of adopting kind of some of those philosophies that, for whatever reason, gain respect in the in the business realm of paid vacation and health benefits and dental benefits and things like that. And so that was something that was really important to us um, in a way that we invest into our business and invest into our team. And I think that it also has a lot to do um, with our success and our employee retention. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another area that we feel is super important to invest in your business is investing in staying relevant. Um, So, Jen, I feel like this is a topic you're super passionate about, so I want you to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely have to keep up with the trends and, and social media and all the things that are changing so quickly. Um, we're always bringing in new product lines and new services, um, remodeling the salon, making lots of changes. It keeps your guests involved or engaged and your um, team as well. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like 
it's kind of funny. I like to share this. And for any of our employees that are listening to this, um, thank Jen, because if she wasn't involved in this, we probably wouldn't have anything new ever because I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot shut it off. My mind is just always working all the time on new ideas, new things, new, new, new. Definitely. <laughs> Jen is always bringing new ideas, new products, new this, new that. And I, I laugh and joke and call myself the CFO because I, I do the finances for the business. But I'm always shutting it down because I'm like, money, 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 it's expensive. And I feel like you're always reminding me you're investing in the business and you're staying relevant. And that's important too. Yeah, for sure. Keeps people engaged and interested and looking forward to our clients always comment on that. Like, what are you guys doing now with the CS doing stuff in the salon? And we're constantly changing things up. Yeah. And I feel like in today's day and age, that's more important than ever. Um, because we know in our industry, we're on social media, right? We're all on social media. We're watching what everyone else is doing and we're seeing all these new things and we're interested in it, but our clients are doing that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important not to stay stagnant in this industry. I feel like it's moving faster than ever yep. with yep. social media um, that you just, you have to constantly invest and change products and change services and change the way that your salon looks. Or get left behind. Or mm-hmm. get left behind. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you're not going to grow. You're going to, you're going to find yourself in a place of, I don't know, complacency, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely invest the time and the money in staying relevant and keeping up with the industry. Um, and and it, like I said, it's moving faster than ever. Yeah. So it can be overwhelming, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. All right. So for the last topic of investment today, um, I think is probably one of the most important topics, uh, and also one of the hardest yeah. Um, and it's investing in yourself. For sure. So what is what does that look like for you? I'm trying to remind myself to even do that. It is a struggle for sure, but you always have to remind yourself that you can't give from an empty cup. You've got to take some time out for yourself to do things that you enjoy, whether it's just a simple thing as going to get a pedicure or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. My thing that I consistently always do for myself um is I I try to get a massage like once every four to six weeks and that's like my thing that I do that I completely unplug um and the reason why that specifically is my favorite thing is because you don't have your phone in your hand yes definitely and I feel like if my phone is in my hand I'm working Mm -hmm. yes time away from the phone the computer technology is is a big one for me also yeah I feel like it's so easy when you have so much responsibility as a business owner to just like sit on the couch at night and you have every intention of just like sitting down on the couch for me. It's like sitting down with my husband and trying to watch TV and like, no matter how hard I try for some reason, somehow my phone or my laptop ends up in my hands and I'm working. Yeah. You have to put it away from your reach. Like I put it in the kitchen counter to, to stay off of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I need to like lock mine in a drawer or something. Yes. <laughs> it almost becomes like second nature to just like, it's part of like your muscle memory or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that investing in yourself can be one of the hardest things. And I know earlier in this, in this episode, we talked about how you oftentimes come last. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so that's why honestly, this is the last topic because it's an important one. Um, but the other ones do have to come first. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that's just the reality of it. Um, so with that being said, um, we want to close out today's episode to letting you guys know, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can invest in your business. Some are more important than others. 
Um, some of you guys can skip some of these depending on the size and the multitude of your business. But at the end of the day, investing time in your business, investing in your employees, investing in staying relevant, and lastly, investing in yourself um, are all crucial and important parts of business success. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So um, thank you for listening today. Um, We hope that this episode was helpful for you. Um, I'm glad you all got to get to know Jen a little bit. I'll probably have her on some future episodes again. Um, So thank you, Jen, for joining us and sharing your insight. Um, And we will see you guys back in two weeks for our next episode where we will be talking about being in a growth state of mind. Um, I will have another guest on the next episode that I'm excited for you all to meet. So other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.